Hey, sweet ones. Welcome back to the All That To Say podcast with me, your host, Elizabeth Klein. On this podcast, we talk about the hard stuff. A, because I've been through a lot of it. B, because most of you have too. And C, because I believe that God has brought me through a lot of stuff and has brought me comfort and healing so I can reach out to you with that comfort. If you are new around here, you may have no idea that I do anything other than podcasting. If you've been around a while, you may have forgotten what I have to offer. Also, if you've been around a while, you may think that what I have to offer doesn't suit your season of life anymore, which in a sense could be true, but I have more to offer than you might think, and you might know someone going through something that I could help with. So today, I'm going to share all that I offer in my work. I'll start with this podcast. I've been doing the All That To Say podcast for over a year now, and I have over 100 episodes and over 25 guided meditations created just for you. They're all under 30 minutes, and they're created with you in mind. If you like this podcast, I can't tell you how much it would mean for you to take just a moment to rate it, review it, subscribe to it, share it with a friend, or even share about it on social media. Getting the word out to reach more and more women is so important to me. Listeners have said things like there are mic drop moments, that they listen to episodes over and over again, that it's like having coffee with a friend. So, so sweet. I love doing this podcast, and I'm just going to keep on going until Jesus tells me not to. And then I have courses. I've got 20 courses. Yeah, that's a lot. E-courses. So I have two signature courses. Marriage Methods is for women who are in difficult Christian marriages trying to stay better um, than they have been staying. And Heartbreak to Hope is for women who are separated or divorced and are longing to dig deep so that they can more fully heal. Both of these are now offered with weekly content via email, including webcasts, or a one-time PDF guide. Both are now giftable. So if you have a friend or family member in one of these situations, you can gift this course to her. And both are now pay what you can afford. And I offer weekly and monthly payment plans as I don't want money to keep anyone from healing. I also have a course called Decision Time. This is for women in difficult Christian marriages who do have grounds to divorce and they are trying to decide whether to stay or to leave. Then I have, I don't know, like 15, 18 other courses and webcast retreats that are all mostly $15 each and cover so many topics. Um, If you would give anything for a clean slate, there's fresh starts. If you long to feel closer to Jesus, intimacy with God. If you want to use your gifts to bring redemption, beauty for ashes. If you are bored, I've got unstuck. If you want to live more authentically and contentedly, meaningful life would be for you. If you struggle with overwhelm and anxiety, I've got worry and trust. If you struggle with at least one kind of wonky relationship and who doesn't, um, Relationships 201 will help. If you're adjusting to one or all of your children leaving, I've got emptying your nest. If you are engaged or about to remarry, Remarriage Ready is for you. If you're adjusting to remarriage, Remarriage Ref. And if you want to use your gifts of writing and communication, So you want to be a writer. Okay. So those are my courses. I will link, um, put a link in the show notes to how to find those. Here's what one participant said about my courses. 
and I've gotten so much good feedback over the years. Um, one gal said, because we're living in our circumstance every hour of every day, it's so easy to get stuck in the muck of it. Elizabeth gracefully encourages you to lift your head and look at your situation from a different perspective. This new vantage point is liberating. It helps you discover things about yourself and your circumstance that are hard to consider when you're feeling crushed by the weight of everything. So precious to hear. Okay, coaching. I've been working one-on-one -on -one with women in person and over the phone and via Zoom now for almost 10 years. It typically goes like this. So someone would fill out a marriage assessment or a coaching survey, both of which will be linked in the show notes. I respond with a proposal within a day or two, which usually includes one or more of my courses. If it's one of the bigger courses that can tend to be like a three month commitment, um, or sometimes they have a few different things that they want to work on. And so I'll suggest two or three or even four of my mini e-courses that can each be kind of worked through about a month at a time. Um, and then if they're wanting like more of a personal approach, um, they want some actual suggestions, tangible steps for their specific situation, um, then I recommend either a monthly coaching call or a monthly coaching email, whichever they prefer. And voila, we get started as soon as they'd like. So here's what one client said about doing coaching work with me. She said, thank you for all you do, Elizabeth, and for walking on the journey with me. You've given me the support I've needed to make the healthy choices that I should have made long ago. Then there's my blog. I've been writing on my blog for well over 15 years. There are over a thousand posts on that thing. And I have categorized them for you in topics like hard marriage, divorce, abuse, single parenting, faith, friendship, wholeness. There's, there's so much. <laughs> there's so much. And I've been writing books for 25 years. I have like 15, 16, something like that, books and eBooks. And here's what one, one reader said about one of my books. Um, oh, this is books and blog. She said, when I stumbled onto Elizabeth's writing, I remember thinking, finally, I'm not alone. Someone gets what I'm going through and is living to write about it. Her book and blogs have been like a dear friend I could turn to for encouragement and understanding while God stitched my heart back together. Precious. Again, I'll link to all those things. Um, and speaking, I have been speaking to women's and mother's groups and retreats also for about 25 years. I started when I started writing when my first book came out. I've spoken somewhere over 200 times. I have topics on motherhood, marriage, friendship, faith, worry, um, plan B living, um, Christmas even, as well as a talk with my husband. Um, so here's what one event attender said about my speaking. She said, you were such a blessing to me at the retreat. My sister, daughter, and I recapped your words on the way back. And I read parts of your books aloud to them in the car. Thank you for filling our cups with encouragement and bringing so much comfort during our dark time. It is amazing to see how God is using you to help others. So if you are a women's ministry director or recovery group coordinator, I would love to come to your church or group. My husband and I would love to come to speak at single moms groups or couples groups, you name it, we'll do it. Or if you know someone at your church who plans these things, please feel free to pass my name and website along. Um, I also have a bunch of free resources like quizzes and webcasts and checklists and guided meditations. I'm going to link to all those things. There will be so many links, y'all. 
again, if the All That To Say podcast has been meaningful to you, it would mean so much to me if you would share it with somebody or any of these resources. If you feel like you are doing okay, great. If you feel a little bit stuck in any of those things that I talked about with my courses, the mini courses are three to four weeks, um, super manageable. The content comes with um, some readings, some journaling questions, next steps, prayers, scripture, things like that. Um, or if you are in one of those really difficult seasons of marriage or divorce, girls, I hear time and time again how marriage methods has helped a woman to take a look at her marriage in a different way. And though I do not promise marriage miracles, you changing the steps of the dance will change the entire dance. I promise you. And if you are walking through a divorce, Heartbreak to Hope can help you look in and do some of the work that you really, really need to do before you move forward. Um, so I think that covers it. I think that's those are all the things that I do. <laughs> um, if I can be of any service to you or to anyone you love, please send them my way. Um, please pass along these resources and sweet ones. All that to say. You are the unconditionally beloved daughter of God, and he is so delighted with you. You came into this world and you start each day already completely loved with no other loves to beg for and nothing to prove to anyone. Till next time. So, so much love. From Calm in My Chaos encouragement for a mom's weary soul written in 2001 when i was 31 years old behind the mask at our women's retreat a couple weeks ago our speaker talked about our person and our personage our person is who we really are when no one is looking our personage is who the world sees since then, I've felt convicted to work on blending those two images of myself. I want the who I am in private to look more like the who I am in public and vice versa. Over the past year, I've heard two comments about me that really struck with me. The last year, I attended a Hearts at Home conference for stay-at-home moms. I told a friend that I had attended a seminar entitled the effects of prayerlessness. She said, I'm surprised you thought you needed that. For some reason, she didn't think that prayer was something that I struggled with. Then another friend at church said that she was glad she got to know me better through a small group we both attended. She thought I had it all together until she learned I didn't cook. <laughs> now, I don't think she actually believed I was problem-free and sinless until she found out about the cooking, but I do think there is a lesson to be learned from her statement. In our society, even in our churches, most of us put our best selves forward, not wanting people to see who we really are, because then we'd be found out for the hypocrites we really are. Everybody knows that no one has everything together, but I think we sometimes gaze longingly into other people's lives and think, what if, or if only I had her life, dot, dot, dot. Most women judge each other and themselves a little harshly. We forget that God created each of us uniquely and lovingly for a specific purpose.
I have been a follower of Christ since I was 15. I am surrounded by people and a Lord who love me, but there is more to me than the personage I bring to church or walk around with in public. The real me, the person beneath the personage, looks more like this. I have a place for scotch tape in my house, and I know right where it is. I even carry some in my purse for quote-unquote tape emergencies. But don't open up my Tupperware cabinet at home because you'd be pelted by a shower of plastic. I have wonderful friendships, but I sometimes feel very lonely and on my own. I love to write and occasionally receive a compliment here and there, but I wrote a book of devotions for young moms over a year ago and can't get an agent or a publisher. My marriage is not where my husband or I would like it to be. I love, absolutely love to co-lead and co-organize the women's ministry, but the reason for starting the moms group two years ago with my partner was not completely selfless. One day, two women were standing next to me talking about starting a play group and who they should invite, and they completely ignored me. So in my hurt and sadness and tears, I wanted to start something where all women would feel welcome. I am so thankful for the close relationship between my husband and our daughter, but I picture myself trying to control it as the years go by to help ensure they stay close. All this to say, one, I need Jesus. Life can be so hard. I cannot love my husband, kids, family, friends without Jesus showing me how. And two, from Galatians 6, make a careful exploration of who you are and the work you have been given to do, and then sink yourself into that. Don't be impressed with yourself. Don't compare yourself with others. Each of you must take responsibility for doing the creative best you can with your own life from the message. We all need to stop looking around and comparing ourselves to others. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's just a different shade. We need to pray for a happy medium, the peace that falls somewhere between puffing ourselves up and knocking ourselves down. We all get hit by stuff in this life. We all have good points and bad points, and we all need a savior. I cannot be a wife, mom, friend, anything without his wisdom. And it's been said, I am less important than I think I am, but more important than I'll ever know. In Search of Calm, Renewal for a Mother's Heart, published in 2005, I was 35 years old. Rest for the weary. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight. Are you tired? Do you feel like you're doing a thousand things, being pulled in a hundred directions, but not doing anything with excellence? Do you have so much on your mind that you leave post-it notes all around your house so you can jot down an idea or a list when it comes to you? Okay, maybe that's just me. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest, said Jesus. Come. It's an invitation, a standing invitation. He offers, and we must accept. To me, there is only one who would be this bold, who could offer something so perfect for our need, Christ alone. 
all who. I wonder if he said this with a subtle smile in his voice. He knew that not only would we feel this way from time to time, most of us, if we're honest, live with weariness and burdens as an underlying way of life. This is an offer, not just a select few, but to each one of us who are weary and burdened. It's okay to admit it. You're tired sometimes maybe more than you'd like to let on. You have a ton of things on your mind, some trivial, some not so. What will the kids wear for school pictures? What should I bring for Thanksgiving? How will we pay that dentist bill? Will my dad survive the cancer? Will my husband keep his job? Will I be able to patch things up with a friend? He knows. And I will give you rest. Can you even imagine how confident of him, how nervy, especially because he does know what our lives are like, yet that is the one thing he felt we all needed the very most, rest. I love even the sound of the word, let alone the concept. His offer to step into our circumstances, to navigate so we don't have to, to listen to our hearts so we don't have to walk through this with the weight of the world on our shoulders, he's ready and waiting. He offers something to you and to me, something that we need so desperately, a gentle yet strong dose of rest. And he is the only one who can truly propose this to us because he is the only one who knows us completely, holds us completely, and loves us completely. to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of the All That To Say podcast. Around here, we talk about the hard stuff because I've been through a lot of it and so have you. And therapy has been a monumental part of my coping and my healing since I was in my early 20s. Well, BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time, schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. And if your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash all that to say. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot slash all that to say. He is just that into you. Stories of a faithful God who pursues, engages, and has no fear of commitment. Published 2009, when I was 39 years old. Oh, my sweet girls. When I was young, 
I had this knack of befriending a little girl who happened to have an already established best friend waiting in the wings. We'd hang out for a while, and inevitably, she'd go back to her old best friend. Now, this did not just happen to me once or twice. Let me tell you how many times this happened to me. Jessica chose Catherine over me. Jennifer chose Chris over me. Barb chose Michelle over me. Jolie chose Danina over me. Michelle chose Lisa over me. Lori chose Jenna over me. It was nuts. And it was sad. My heart was constantly rebreaking over the repeated rejection. I just wanted a friend of my own. Gratefully, God stepped in. In one month's time, I was introduced to my first real best friend, Sweet Keely, and my eternal best friend, Jesus. That was a grand month. He brought healing to me through those two relationships and started to renovate my view of friendship. He brought me out of the place of being a girl hater, thinking all were posers and or catty, and brought me into a place where I ended up ironically leading the women's ministry at my church. Whoever thinks God doesn't have a fantastic sense of humor just doesn't know how to look at it. And into a place of an abundance of kind, thoughtful, godly, hysterical, creative, brave, beautiful women to call my friends. But every once in a while, I still need to remind myself of the importance of good friends. This is going to be one of those times. I just got back from a long weekend out of town with three girlfriends, thanks to my dad's outrageous generosity. We had an absolute blast. Great food, spa treatments, poolside cabana fruity drinks, fantastic shows. It was a terrific time. But add to that leisurely conversations that could be as silly or as deep as we wanted because we all had all the time in the world. And you get a combination of hysterical laughter and many tear-filled moments. It was beautiful. Those four days are etched in my memory because of four days of sweet memory building with women who mean the world to me. And it leaves me wondering if I'm in the minority. As a little girl, I struggled for years and years to find even one trustworthy friend. Then my 20s found me with abundance of female relationships, but most of them were not the depth my heart was searching for. And now I find myself in my 30s with several years of the same close girlfriends that I can trust my heart and life with. And I do everything I can to not take them for granted or even the fact that I have them. I've been so blessed in this area, but I wonder if having quote unquote, my girls is unusual. If most women my age might not. I hope that's not the case. I hope my experience with my friends is what most women who love God have in their lives because they are expressions of Christ's love to me. And I hope I am to them from time to time too. I couldn't have gotten through a certain crisis a while back without them. And I wouldn't want to celebrate life's high points without them either. They hold my hand, cry with me, laugh with me, pray for me, write me notes, make me meals, leave me great voicemails, send me encouraging emails, give me fabulous compliments, talk kindly to me and about me, will be taking my secrets to their graves, know me pretty darn well, and still somehow think I'm great, as do I with each of them. Now, do you have this in your life? I hope you do. I believe God designed us to be in relationship 
with our husbands if we're married, yes, but also with other women who understand us in a way men just can't, at no fault of their own. If our husbands would have seen how often we teared up this past weekend, they would have thought we were insane. But we knew better and just instinctively passed around the Kleenex. If you're looking for a good friend, I have a few ideas. Ask God for one. He already knows what and who you need. Let him pursue you through authentic and fun relationships with other women. Begin to be the kind of friend you want. Go the extra mile. Be trustworthy to a fault, to someone already in your life. Initiate a conversation or a date for coffee. Someone has to go first, and it might as well be you. Choose well and wisely. Not everyone needs to know every single thing about your life and heart, but do risk. Do let someone in. Do let someone take care of you every once in a while. And once you've got her, thank God for her and pour out your life into her. You'll be so glad you did. At the corner of Broken in Love, where God meets us in the everyday, published 2011, I was 41. Antithesis to hiding. I recently wrote about speaking the truth and what that could do to this world and for each other. But just a couple nights ago, I had some irony smack me gently in the face. I'm in a new small group, new to me, with about eight other women. Half of them I've known for 10 to 15 years, a few others, maybe two or three, one gal I just met. At the beginning of check-in time, everyone said something that was going on, a concern or praise in their life. But when it came to me, all I had was, while laughing, I've got a cold. So benign was my little tidbit that the gal next to me didn't even write my name down to pray for me this week. I don't blame her and actually think it's kind of funny. Later, when we broke up into pairs to pray, the gal I was with said, so it sounds like things are going great with you. She wasn't being sarcastic. I have, in the past three weeks, led this group to believe that I'm leading an intentionally slow-paced life, doing only what I love to do, not a care in the world, except, of course, for my sniffles. So is everything really great with me? And if not, am I giving that false impression that will only be a disservice to others like I was talking about? Well, yes and no. Everything is well with my soul. Very well, actually. So on that front, yes, I am great. But not everything is well with my circumstances, not by a long shot. I know what you may be thinking. But all you said the other day when asked how your life was, was that you had a cold. Way to be authentic. Way to actually do what you write about. Okay, hear me out. I don't know all of these women well. This new small group is not my inner circle. My inner circle, well, they know the ins and outs of my circumstances. And my soul, for that matter. So I guess I need to clarify. Though I absolutely am a proponent of authenticity, or what's the point, I believe fully in choosing wisely after years of messing up with this. When and where and what I share about my heart and life and all its gory details. And not everyone needs to know everything about my life. So to those people, the ones who will more than likely never know the full-on truth in all its glory, know this. You may not hear the particulars coming out of my mouth, 
but I promise to never let you think, as far as it is up to me, that you are alone in whatever it is you're going through. Because odds are I've either, either been through it or something similar, or possibly still am, even if I don't say it. And that's my truth.